okay, so I have a question for you. Um, yeah. And this is going to be our next episode, which I think is episode three, it could be episode four. But uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with my partner in crime here, this is Sean Campbell. Hey, Sean. How you doing, Rob? Sean and I met in 1861. We were actually part of the Lincoln administration together. Yeah, I was driving a uh, a buckboard wagon, and I don't know. We, I think we crashed into each other or something. Exactly, that was kind of it. So we've been actually trading the markets together for a long time, and uh, all jokes aside, we've traded automated strategies, uh, discretionary strategies, a mix between the two, long term strategies, short term strategies, and I guess I wanted to ask you a question: Is it possible to analyze a currency? in the same way that somebody might go about analyzing a stock. And if that's the case, and I'm gonna to present to you a couple of ideas here, and then we can you know, maybe even share the screen and maybe look at a few things, but there's you know, stocks out there that pay a dividend. And I'm not, you know, I don't know what the highest dividend stock is, but there's some out there that are gonna pay 8% or whatever, which is traditionally a, a pretty jacked up, that's a pretty ripped dividend. Um, is that the equivalent in the world of currency trading to anything? And can that be used in the same way that somebody might buy and hold a dividend stock and even buy it on dips? Is that a strategy? Is that is that something that could even potentially work? Yeah, I think it is. I think that we both have, have uh, had experience in that. And, um, you know, uh, FX, currencies pay an interest rate, right? It's based on, on what the... Uh, the central oh, bank and your paying. audio is your audio is totally jacked up oh is it bad yeah hmm. which microphone are you using off of here i'll switch oh, to okay. my, i'll switch to the uh give me a second oh so you have a huge person microphone also i so do there, there it is i do Go in and switch this real quick. Yeah, take your time. All right. How's that? Oh, that is unbelievably better. That is awesome. Outrageously good. That is fantastic. Sweet. Oh, now we're just cooking with gas. Okay. Um, what is this sweatshirt with the spider on it? What is this? I know it's just a it's a, a spider pullover. That is, it's like a spy. You know, it is, it is odd, and I'm not making any accusations here. I, I never see you and Spider Man in the same place. <laughs> it's a valid saying, point, but I don't want to. I don't want any. You know, I don't want any rumor spread. But you know, right? You you don't want to endanger the people you love. No. Right. <laughs> it's the old. That's the old line. It's like. No, dude, you would want everyone in your life to know. That's, <laughs> you, would, you would want everyone in your life to know. There is no way keep that secret. There's no way you could keep that a secret. Um, okay. Uh, and why does Spider-Man or every superhero always have like a best friend who is unable to keep a secret? Honestly. <laughs> um, all right. So um, welcome to the show. Uh, this I'm Rob. Welcome here. We're sponsored by IGUS. Uh, you can trade FX on IGUS. You can uh, check everything out at bookerforex.com. Uh, my partner in crime here for this episode and many others to come is Sean Campbell. Sean Campbell and I have been trading together since 1862. I don't know if I got that date correct, but it's been a long time. It was close. It's hard it's to remember close. now. 
<laughs> so you've been trading uh, Forex for how long? So I've been trading Forex for 14 or 15 years now. Um, okay. Every day. <laughs> Right. So it's, and it's no longer cool, right? No. So like no. for whatever reason, for it, it's, it's odd how these things come and go. Uh, aside from th this is basically a side note. I think we are on the verge of a sort of a resurgent interest in FX as interest rates change. And I think this is, is timely to, and it's important for those of you listening that if you're going to get involved in the market, you're going to get involved with somebody that has been trading it for a long time and knows the difference between things. So uh, we, we're going to have a lot more to say about that as, as time goes on. But what I wanted to talk about today is this idea that that a currency can be evaluated in the same way that a stock can be evaluated. And there's a lot of ways to approach this long term value, fundamentals and whatnot. But today I wanted to just focus on the idea that is there is there an equivalent in the world of, of currencies to a dividends stock? So a dividend stock might be something like a utility or Comcast or I, I can't, there's, there's one that it'll come to me as we're talking here. There was one that we discussed the other day and it has just this ridiculously fantastic dividend and people buy it on dips and the lower the stock goes, the higher the dividend ratio is. And people sort of just like make a career out of trading dividend stocks because well, they're just making it with Coke, right? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> How much money do you forever? <laughs> yeah, there's actually this great interview that Charlie Rose did eight months ago, and I found it yesterday. And Warren Buffett is interviewed by Charlie Rose at 91 years old. And by the way, actually, I um, peed next to Charlie Rose in the Bloomberg headquarters 13 years ago, like 13 like years ago. Come true. <laughs> He was actually, he's actually super chatty. He's like a super chatty bathroom guy, um, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me because the guy made his career out of interviewing people and making people feel slightly uncomfortable. So slightly it's uncomfortable. like, it's both of talk, those. But don't look. I mean, yeah, exactly. Got to so be some he, boundaries. He's actually way taller in person. And um, listen, I don't know the details and why he got in trouble for whatever. But anyway, Warren Buffett sat down for an interview with him and. They had this free-flowing one-hour and 29-minute discussion or whatever it was about Warren Buffett's career, and he is sharp as a tack and still remembers specific details that he bought his first stock for $114.75. And there's a few things that Warren Buffett does that a lot of people don't talk about. One is selling puts, which we could talk about some other time, but the other one is he collects dividends. Like he invests in a company, and then he just basically collects dividends, and it would boggle the mind to try to figure out how much money he has made in Coca-Cola dividends over the years. It's probably a ton. Yeah, a ton. He's actually, if you read back through his annual reports from the 2000s and his investor letters, they actually made a ton of money trading like the Australian dollar also. Like he has had currency exposure as well, which a lot of people don't. There's a lot of stuff about Warren Buffett people don't realize. Also, he's my grandfather, for example. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> a lot wow. of people... A lot of people don't realize. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about currencies and dividends and interest and whatever else. So, um, if we were going to analyze a currency and maybe trade it long term, we could think of currencies as stocks, and we could think of dividends. Is there any equivalent? And I'm I'm catching you sort of like unprepared here for this question, but we've been trading this stuff long enough. Is there a way to do something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um... Most of the time, I think you and I would refer to it as the carry trade, right? Like you, yeah. you basically find 
uh, and this is not something that just individual traders do. This is this is like big institutions, and and this is the way that FX is traded. A lot of times, they'll find a low interest rate currency and borrow in it, like the yen, for instance, and own assets in dollars or I mean New Zealand dollars paying over four percent right now based on uh, their you know uh, central bank interest rate. So. Um, people capture the the spread on the interest rate differentials just like they do dividends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the main ones uh, that you that people think about sometimes is like the Turkish lira, for example. Now, I don't know what that's paying. I don't know exactly what that's paying right now, but it, historically, that has paid a significant interest rate differential. So, if you think about uh, currencies, like you think about stocks and you think about dividends, if you hold a high interest currency against a low interest currency. So if you held on to, for example, the Euro Turkish Lira, and for a long time, that actually was just, you know, you know, it was just a, it, it probably still is a rocket ship. The Euro is probably just beating the stuffing out of the Turkish yeah. Lira. It's probably just rising in a, in a constant rate. But if you hold on to a sell trade in that, so you're buying the Turkish lira and you're selling the euro, you actually get paid interest and swap rate every day. So I actually did this. I did this for two years. I bought like $2,000 worth of Turkish lira against the euro. And I held it for two years and I made more money in interest than I did in, you know, losses from holding that trade. And it's fascinating because I didn't take any trades during that time. Uh, in that account. That's the only trade. I forgot that it was there. It's the only reason I still had that. And I had originally intended to hold it, but I'd forgotten that I had that account even set up. And one day I was just clicking through all the drop-down menus of the accounts that I had. And I realized, and so I had to go through and download the reports and I had made $3 a day, $4 a day, $3 a day. It was just like stacking up over and over yeah. and over again. The The problem with that strategy, of course, is that your losses on a currency can pile up significantly and then outweigh. However, this is also the case of, of some of these. If you look at a chart of the Euro Turkish Lira, and I may even try to bring this up and share my screen here. So if I share my screen, you're watching on Spotify and the video or on you know, YouTube or whatever it is. Here's a Euro Turkish Lira one day chart. And you can see, not surprisingly, um, it is just a rocket ship it is just launching into space and so the longer you hold this the 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 more losses you're going to have if you shorted this and then yep. you're going to just make interest as you go there's a couple of different things that you can do and there's a couple of different maybe i don't know positives about this number 1 eventually it does crash and then you get you just get paid like big time yep. eventually every single financial instrument returns to its natural state it returns to its mean um, that doesn't mean you will still be solvent when that happens. And so you, you never want to trade like over your, you know, a, a really reasonable trade size. And I'm not encouraging people to hold on to catastrophic losing trades. That's not the, in the same way that I wouldn't recommend somebody buy a dividend stock and hold it all the way to zero. There, there have to be some rules and stuff like that. However, eventually these things do crash and they do reverse and they do it in like a day or a week or whatever it is. And when that happens, Let's say, for instance, I initiated this position now, which I actually, I may actually check the swap rates on IG. I may actually take this trade. And let's say I sell the Euro Turkish Lira and we're getting up here above these, you know, long, long term highs. And eventually this will drop back and hit these levels. 
And if I staged my buys, excuse me, my sells, and I just waited for it to reach a next level, a next level, a next level, I don't have to like indiscriminately sell this currency. I could wait until it hits a level, starts to drop back and then sell it, earn some interest, take some profit at any of these areas where it did that. And we're talking about months. We're talking weeks and months of waiting. And that's fine because you're going to be making interest or dividends or whatever it is that you want to call it. And and then sort of take profit, then wait for it to jump back up. That is actually, uh, and I like to, I don't know what we should call these, Sean. These, mm. these strategies that are low stress, low activity, low energy. We could use the Trump phrase. Low <laughs> energy. Know? Low energy. Well, it's the, I mean- it's, I call them inventory trades, but I mean, yeah. we can call them whatever you want to. <laughs> so inventory trades, can you go into, could you just describe that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this is basically, you you know, we're describing the way that I've worked for 13 years to try and understand the markets. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I found out long ago that I wasn't a super directional guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at jumping in and jumping out and trying to catch directions all the time. But I love these strategies. I have one in stocks and one in Forex that basically capture these interest rate differentials. And um, mine allows me to hedge a little bit so that I don't just, I'm not just totally nakedly exposed short on, on Euro uh, Turkish Lira, for instance, but basically you, you build an inventory, you take on positions as, you know, euro turkish lira is moving against you very systematically there's there's defined rules for how you do it and why you do it but you you create you know an overall currency position that can pay you the swap and then like you said everything reverts to mean at some point and you have to protect yourself obviously um right right but you take these on and you store you know i i always use the analogy store them in the warehouse and then when the 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 you know, the person who wants to buy it finally comes along, you have the inventory to sell into great demand, right? Because at some point, you know, there will be demand for Turkish Lira and the Euro will get sold and you'll be able, you'll be the, the store owner that's able to offload all of your inventory to those, to those uh, eager buyers. Right. And you are the author of Inventory Trading, the book. I, it is actually, it's still on Amazon, still available. It's still one of the best books. It's still one of the best books about trading ever written. And the reason is it's, it's this alternative approach to active, actively sort of degenerately gambling in the markets, (laughs) which has never really been an effective strategy for you or I in a discretionary trading system, like automated strategies can do quite well trading actively, just like high frequency traders can do that with computers. This is a really neat way to think about sort of um, leveling into a trade, never using your entire account, sort of allocating a certain smaller percentage of your capital to earn interest and wait. It is theoretically possible that like a company that goes bankrupt, the Turkish lira can go to zero. It is theoretically possible for the Turkish lira to go to zero. It is it is so uncommon, statistically speaking, for a currency to go to zero. So it's it's not likely to happen, but of course it it is possible that there can be unrest in a country and, and so forth. So you can get stuck in a trade like this and have some problems. So you don't want to allocate all of your capital to this. And there are alternatives to this. So 
when we come back in our next episode, what I want to do, Sean, is maybe walk through some alternatives to something. This is on the riskier side. It's on the higher interest side. It's possible also that some, if you're if you're looking through your broker's swap or rollover rates, that this currency pair, the Euro-Turkish Lira, isn't even available or maybe doesn't pay as much because your broker just doesn't even want the exposure to it. So when we come back, we're going to talk about inventory trading and we're going to talk about analyzing a, a country like some people analyze a stock. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, join us once again. You can go to bookerforex.com. That site is probably, by the time you hear this episode, it's probably up and running and you can subscribe to the email list and get a bunch of stuff and um, uh, even get a link to open an account with our preferred broker. And as of right now, there's, like I've said before on this podcast, there's nothing for sale there at all. We might link to Sean's book and make sure we 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 get you to read the book. It's absolutely fantastic. But uh, Sean, I'll see you on our next episode, which we're going to record actually just in a minute here. All right.